Welcome to Urgent Care. I am one of your hosts. Okay? And don't get it twisted. You don't are one twisted. host. There are two hosts of this podcast. And we are equal partners. 50-50. Every single day. Every single damn day. Every day of our lives, we are 50-50 on this podcast. Speaking of 50 50. Oh my God. I didn't even think about that. 50, 50 plus 50. 50 plus 50. Joel, how do you like the transition? An amazing transition. That's why we are incredible co hosts because we share <laughs> one big brain. <laughs> Speaking of 50 50, it's our 100th episode of yes. this podcast. Which Joel. I didn't know until this morning. And then I immediately texted you while I was on the toilet. Aww. And I said, did you know we're recording our 100th episode today? Now, Mitra, have we done anything special for today? No. No. <laughs> I did think no. about it. There was a moment when I was like, should I, like, send Joel flowers? <laughs> like, <laughs> it really, like, and then I was just like, we're going to start going, we're going to start being good at it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is, listen. Just the the day to day maintenance of this podcast is back breaking labor for both of us. Okay, and to imagine doing something extra to make this to make special to make, our, in some way? to make our co-host smile. No, no. Oh, I was talking about like literally on the podcast, like doing oh. something like fun and interesting to shake things up on the podcast. But like what? <laughs> I don't know. A hundredth episode bonanza. <laughs> I know. I, I feel like at one point there was talk of us doing a live episode for our 100th one. Oh, right. But we just didn't get it together. But honestly, we are going to do a live snuck episode up. soon. It just snuck up. I, that, I'll, I'll say it. Time has flown. 100 episodes flew by. <laughs> Joel. Okay. Yeah. Happy 100. And to our happy listeners, 100. happy 100. Thank you for, I, honestly, it's insane that we made it to 100. <laughs> it's insane the ups and downs of this ride with you and and i think this is a good time to tell them mitra we are ending the podcast today um, <laughs> <laughs> we said we wanted to do 100 of these things and then be done um i'm just kidding we're not we're, it's a lie we have a contract we have a contract That's a lie <laughs> We have a contract. We have to do 1,000 episodes. Yeah. So we are one-tenth of the way there. That's sicky. It's sicky, it's sicky of us. <laughs> Anyways, um, Mitra, happy 100th. How the hell are you? Um, pretty good. Um, I know I've said this on the pod before, but it's just so annoying that like trying really hard to do things that feels good – that feel good actually does like help mental health. <laughs> yeah. 
I've put a really concerted effort this week into doing things that make me feel really good just to see if it would do anything for those uh, October blues. And guess what? It helped. And I'm really annoyed because now you have to keep doing them. Now I have to keep doing them. Like, because, because you know, as, as soon as the sheen wears off, it's just back to, back to basics, back yeah. to, back to darkness. <laughs> so, what, sort of, what sort of things have you been doing? I did yoga yesterday. I did a cycling class today. I'm playing soccer. I'm doing my fucking pottery. It just activities, but things that things I like doing things that I like. Um, Watching Housewives, of course. Joel, did you watch last night's reunion? I watched. I know we always say we're going to try not to dig deep into Housewives because that's, that's not what this podcast is about. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion part one of the month of reunions was last night and it was explosive. It was explosive. It was really, really good. Um, Just like, okay. I am so confused about what Erica Jane's strategy going into this reunion is because she is, I think what it's revealed to me, I think what last night revealed to me is that she is so much dumber than we could have ever predicted um she definitely wasn't being funny like she like her no. like and she and i would say like i don't think of her as like quippy jester or whatever mm-hmm. but she was really trying yeah which was so uh like so unlike her and she bombed Desperate. so hard it reeked of desperation and yes. f- uh fright um, yes she was not scary farms last night okay she um Everyone was being messy last yeah. night. Um, and, and I got to say, no one looks good. No, no one, one looks good. good. The longer you looked at it, the more confused you got. Yeah. Um, I really like, was bewildered because there were some gorgeous confessional looks this season. Mm-hmm. So we know that these women know how to wear things that look good on them. So what happened? What do you think happened? No theme. So that that was hard. Dorit in a wedding dress. <laughs> which i actually i don't like her and i think she did was really fucked up last night but wearing a wedding dress to the reunion camp <laughs> That's why we love her. actually i love dorit i think what she her behavior last night was outrageous and um bad i almost used a really bad word and i'll text it to you later to describe <laughs> her behavior um but she, there, she it, like she's necessary. I think, um, and it's weird how I've like really turned around on PK. Like the worse, the more deplorable Dorit becomes. Like the more palatable PK becomes across the season. It's really strange. Um, well, I think they're he, like. Cl- it's crazy that he was like voice of the people at times because all the other women were so scared to say anything about Erica, risking getting confronted by Erica. Him just making fun of her. What yeah. like just felt so needed. Like somebody yeah. needed to do it. Somebody yeah. needed to just go out and say, this shit's fucking crazy. Stop lying. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's wild. Um, they're clearly all jealous of Garcelle. I know. It's Every really one of them. pitiful. It's a really bad look. Um, Lisa Rinna needs to be sent to jail. Yeah. Um, immediately. Kyle, immediately sent to jail. Kyle, ultimate shit stir, but giving great face last she, night. I, I, I was endeared. I was really endeared to her. Cause, and this is the thing about Kyle, is she knows how to play this game. Like, mm-hmm. she knew immediately, like, squash the shit with Garcelle. Mm-hmm. Like, episode one, she was like, no, 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 no. I will not 
be going up against a fan favorite this season. And she kept her goddamn mouth shut all season. And like, was and, it the most compelling television? No, it wasn't. But I still, I'm, I'm endeared to her um, in an odd way. Like she is weirdly to me still the center of the show. She is. Um, even though she didn't, she didn't really do anything this season. She didn't. But she nothing. is sort of the hub. Well, she's queen of, she, I mean, she is like carry, like the, the LVP torch of like sort of putting something, putting something out there designed to stir controversy and then gaslighting all the women to thinking that they came up with it. Yeah. I don't even think she's that smart. I don't think she's as smart as LVP was about it though. I don't well, know. I, I like, don't think she's as good of a producer, but I do think she's really good at like bringing things up and being like, what, what I'm just saying, what you yeah. said it. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you? Yeah. Anyway, great reunion. I'm looking forward to three more. I, I, yeah. I really get angry when I see that there's four because I'm like, it just always, it feels like, you know, like uh, it's always, I, I always feel like it can be edited down to three. And after seeing last night, I'm like, I'm really glad that this is a month long event. Yeah. Something to, to live be. for. <laughs> yeah. It is like the 25 days of like Halloween or whatever, you know, like it's just <laughs> <laughs> the 25 days of summer Halloween extravaganza yeah, summer Christmas. Halloween, extravaganza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like I feel, it makes me feel like a kid again. And for that, I love it. Um, to have a television event that we can all share and all of us, we are all yeah. watching this. <laughs> Joel, how are you? Um, I'm really, I'm okay. I'm, um, I'm like really ill and I have been for several weeks and I refuse to not get better, like to get better because I, I just like won't take care of myself. Um, and I keep going to the gym and vaping. Um, and it hasn't weirdly. I need you to stop vaping. I need you to stop vaping. I know. I know. I it's so gross. Know, it's also, <laughs> look how cute it is. It's not cute. It actually look isn't cute. Look how cute this vape is. It's not cute. <laughs> it looks like it, a little Dragon Ball Z. It doesn't um, look cute thing that no. Bulma would use. You remember Bulma. All of our listeners remember Bulma. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's icky. I hate it. Vaping. It's so like, gross. <laughs> uh, it's so tasty, though. It's so tasty. Um, and it's it brings me a lot of comfort um, when I'm with my um, same-sex sexual partner. Um, anyways, um, it was good. Um, I met. Anyways, Well, since we that, last saw each other, I met. I met, met the situation. You met the situation. Um and I really like the situation thoughts? for the listeners. You know this already. I like the situation a lot. Yeah. I had a really good time talking the situation. Um, the situation was like very caring to me at the um, Hollywood, the Halloween horror. I keep calling it yeah. Hollywood horror in, night. Especially in the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre house. I was really getting jump scared up and down the place. I was a very easy target. I really am very flinchy and people really kept coming for me. And there was a moment that I got really scared and the situation just put a very gentle hand on me. <laughs> it was very sweet. <clears throat> we were so deep in conversation at one point that we forgot that we were walking into a haunted house, which I think <laughs> also primed me to be really scared of the haunted house. <laughs> But yeah, um, it was beautiful. Um, Ohio girls, the both of you. I know. Um, he was very sweet afterwards. He said he was so nervous to talk to you because you're obviously so smart and cool. <laughs> um, he was shaking like a leaf. He thought he thought he thought he was shaking during the Texas Chainsaw Massacre house. He was shaking <laughs> like a leaf talking to Mitra Johari. How about, how about making small talk with me in the line? Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> um, it is very cute too. He um. He right as you were entering, he was like, "Oh, how do I know her?" Oh, he's like, "Oh, I thought I recognized her from meeting her, but no, I just know her from your podcast." And I was like, "Wait, you listen?" And he was like, "Only one episode." Um, 
And I was like, oh, okay. And then he's like made some sort of joke about how he doesn't listen to the podcast. And then four days later, he texted me and he was like, I didn't like the words I chose when I told you I didn't like your podcast. And I hope. um, Didn't like the podcast? No, no, no. Uh, Sorry. He did. I didn't like the words I chose when I told you I didn't listen to your podcast. I just don't really like calling advice shows, but I'll stand if you want me to stand. Um, and I was like, it's not necessary. No need, I, babe. I need a safe space. Um, That's actually great. Up. Like a very sort of natural reason for him to not realize that we've been talking about him for months. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, no. I respect your boundaries. You don't like call in podcasts. By all yeah. means, don't listen to the last like six months of the podcast. <laughs> if you're going to listen, um, start from the beginning and then stop, I don't know, around when we met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was very cute. He's like, I really enjoy you. And he's really gotten into you. Like, he's found a lot of your videos online. And I sent you a, a screenshot of a text he sent yesterday where he said, Mitra is your funniest friend. I really, um, he, like, he's really, you, I said, you got to, you got to hold on to this one. <laughs> yeah. He knows, he knows the, the, the powerful people in my life that he yeah. needs to, um, sort of. Get and I'll say, from. I mean, my no one's looking at my YouTube. So. <laughs> well, you got one fan. One oh, fan. <laughs> okay, we should we should move on to these cup dates. Um, I know, but I do feel it was important. We we really teed up meeting meeting the situation. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it is really hard to remember to call him the situation now that we've met. Okay, yeah. um, you're telling me. How about being inside him, calling him the situation? <laughs> right but but it makes more sense for you like i really feel like there's a there's a world where like when you think about him that's what he's called (laughs) like when when he's in the phone that's what i know that's not but you it it it's funny to imagine like the sort of taxonomy (laughs) for sure sure, okay so we have a bunch of cup dates got some great cup dates i think um so we have to start with an uh an email would you like to read this or yes i'll read it okay Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra, so glad you are back. Me too, girl. Thank you. Um, you named my email Lesbian of the Blacked Out Lagoon. Phenomenal genius. And just for our <laughs> listeners, this is uh, the young person who was hanging out with a friend who only wanted to get blackout drunk and specifically seemed to want to get our our our, our, our chef here uh, blackout drunk to sort of make fun of her later for her behavior when she was yes. blacked out. Um, and I just wanted to give you an update. I sent you that right before the hiatus, so it's been a bit since I was at that point, feeling like I wanted to send that email at all was a wake-up call and shortly after I talked to my friend and created some healthy distance while still being friends-ish. I've been going to parties sometimes sober, sometimes not, but making smarter decisions when I do make decide to drink. When I go sober, I've been genuinely enjoying myself and getting to know people. Mitra, you're right when you say that it's fun to be boring. I've also been generally trying to get out more and do activities that aren't just parties and I'm finding a good balance for myself. I don't want to be that annoying person. I could feel myself doing it and was just tired of it. Your advice helped me think more about taking responsibility for my decisions, and I appreciate the empathy, the revenge plots, and the tough truth. Sit on my face, lesbian of the moderately buzzed lagoon. Mm, Very sweet. Very sweet. Love it. Wow, to hear that sort of it's fun to be boring thing parroted back to me, I go, I should be fun. Okay. (laughs) We got a call also in response to Gravit Sheet. Hi, this is a response to um, Gravashi. There's already a word for this. You don't need to shoehorn asexuality into it. The word is celibacy. Uh, This person can just say that they're celibate. Um, If they want to make it sound uh, fun, they can say they took a vow of celibacy. 
sounds like that might be in their wheelhouse since they want to protect their energy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's called celibacy. Um, don't say voluntary celibacy because vol cells are apparently a thing. Like, in addition to insults, there's vol cells. But, like, you know, that's the word. Yeah. Another great option. Um, yeah, again, we had lots of people reply and people talking about, like, meetups and stuff like that. I mean, I, I think this is another thing that they could potentially take to the Reddit if they wanted to, like, connect with people because we really did get a lot of replies to this. And I thought some yeah. great helpful stuff. A, a um, meetup where nobody's having sex? Just call it an improv show, babe. <laughs> uh, joke's on you. You know everybody's having sex <laughs> at improv shows. <laughs> you just may not like it, but it is happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice try, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, brilliant. Um, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll dive in with your calls and emails. Goodbye. Gorgeous. Okay, we're back. Hello. Hello from the outer side. What song is that, Joel? I knew it. See, I did it. I opened the <laughs> door for you. What song is that, I did it Joel? for you. And I actually specifically didn't use my good singing voice mm-hmm. so that it would land. Because if I used my good singing Let's voice, hear the good singing voice, it would have humiliated you. Let's well, no, I won't it. do it because I don't want to humiliate you on pop. I want to hear you earnestly. Not on our hundredth episode. That's, okay? that, if, if that if anything is hundredth episode material, <laughs> <laughs> it is earnest full belt. Hello. <laughs> No, we're gonna um we're gonna sing at the live show. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um let's do this. I will read it because it's my fucking turn. Justice. Dear Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra, I need help quitting my book club. Five years ago I moved to a new city where I didn't really know anyone. I joined five a book years club. ago. <laughs> Five years ago. <laughs> I joined a book club through a work friend who became a real friend, but he moved away last year. And despite multiple efforts, not just by me, I am not close with the rest of the book club. And that's okay. I'm happy with my social life now. One time I asked a woman how her boyfriend was doing and found out she had gotten married two months before. I'm not on Insta or Facebook, so maintaining these passive relationships is much harder. So how do I quit? In addition to hating large groups, we are a 10 plus person book club. I am deeply conflict avoidant but I am sick of maintaining these fourth-tier friendships. The best I can come up with is a soft ghost to them by coming up with a dumb bullshit excuse day of. I double-booked. A friend came into town, but that feels so passive. I'd love to do something a little dumber, not as far as faking my own death, but faking moving out of the state feels like it's on the table. If any of the bi women in book club are chefs, haha, I'm just kidding. I am a gay male, he, him, but being gay is a spectrum, and you are both welcome to sit on my face anytime you want. Okay, so we got a gay guy. Okay. Diane um, Keaton, um, she was in Book Club, the movie. Oh, yes. Wow. Book. Did you ever watch that movie? No, but I feel like I have. Yeah. I feel the same way. <laughs> like, <laughs> we get it. We know what this is. Yeah. There, I feel it. like there's got to be like a, like a montage of like, this will be. <laughs> <laughs> She's holding a giant wine glass. This will yeah. be is playing. Linen. Um, you know yeah. there's linen. Every, everyone's oh, in like everywhere. flowy everywhere. fabric. Big hats. Mm-hmm. Some like pr- like transition lenses, <laughs> couches that like I would stain just by being within like a four yeah. mile radius of them. Oh my god! I actually sorry to circle back to this, but I'm on probation. I'm not allowed to eat on the situation's couch anymore. 
because I keep spilling on the carpet that's in front of the couch. So I'm on probation. I'm not allowed to eat there until I can prove that I won't spill marinara on his rug. That's... And he said he found pieces of chicken in the tall grass of his rug. Um, and it was on my side of the couch. Joel. <laughs> I understand. I'm a messy eater. I, I'm, 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 less, I'm more of a spiller, I would, I, I will say. I can yeah. I can keep stuff on the plate, but I will spill my drink no matter I, where I, I do. Am. I'm I'm both. I love both. to put a drink on the ground and then immediately kick it over. <laughs> <laughs> my number one passion in life is putting red wine or diet coke on the rug directly in front of my feet when I sit on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we're in a book club. We're in a book club. Um, last five years. Is that is there a book club in that? No, but he said he five years ago I moved to a new city. Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so Anna Kendrick in the movie adaptation. Yeah, Anna, um, Anna Kendrick, um, Diane Keaton book club. Um, um Diane Heaton. <sighs> Diane Heaton. Yeah, you can't listen. We've already gone too long. We need to just move on. We got to power through. Okay. Um, um. Well, obviously you can of course ghost them. Um, yeah. A slightly. I, I mean, that's that's like. Let's just start with the like the obvious real advice, which is just like you're not on social media. So literally, how would any of these people? It doesn't sound like any of these people are like texting you. Yeah. I don't know how they're communicating with you day to day, but like, just ghost, babe. Yeah, it's just like an email chain. If and with t- that many people, <clears throat> ten plus people, you are dropping the bucket in the yeah. nicest way. Like, yeah. it's great. Like, I mean, I'm in two book clubs. <laughs> And I don't think I've shown up in – one of them I've never showed up to. (laughs) One of them I think I haven't showed up to in, like, three years. And I'm still on the email chain. Um, So no one cares. Like, you can just not show up. No one fucking cares. You are not adding anything to the space. It's really okay. Your opinions don't matter. You you don't matter. I feel like – like, really think about that in, like, a meditative way where, (laughs) like, you really, like – because I was really stressing about it and then I was like – Right. No one fucking cares because ultimately like no one's saying like amazing stuff at book club anyway. Like everyone just wants to be like, I read the book, <laughs> like bring snacks and hopefully pick a book that people like. Like, I feel like that's the real stress. So it's fine. Obviously. So that's the, that's the obvious easy ghost. So let's go to the opposite side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I say, blow it up, babe. Blow it up, match behind you, building explodes, sort of like go in there and start some drama and then leave. Yeah. Get kicked out. Get, get in a big go- fight about like a metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like really confess your love to somebody in the book club, like the least likely person, like the woman who just got married. Be like, you know, it really hurt me. It really I- hurt me that you got married because I'm okay. in love with you. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? If you if you want to give book club one more shot, you could focus really hard on trying to fuck somebody in the club. Mm. Like, just give yourself a task or like something that makes book club worth going to, or like b- bring a friend or something like that. There's like, but also you want to leave. So you know, on the email too, you can just respond. This is like not quite ghosting, but it's like in the same vein. You can just reply unsubscribe, <laughs> and then. Yeah. You know what else you could do that will make you feel less guilty about ghosting, which I have done for some group threads, is just mark it as spam. So then you just don't see them anymore. And then I love deleting. I love marking as spam because I don't want to have like the pang of guilt every time I see the thing pop up. I just want to be like, oh, so weird. I didn't see it. Must It went to spam. Um, you, if you're conflict avoidant but still want to explode the group, 
bring somebody else in. Bring your most toxic friend in and like clue them into what you want out of their behavior Mm -hmm. and be like, I'm bringing my friend to book club. And then they come and they fucking suck. And then they get kicked out and then you can say, I can't go without my friend. And there you go. Or like um, a sibling, if you have a sibling, because then then you can really, you can real people will really understand why you have to take their side. Um, you could also pick a really offensive book <laughs> for the next oh, yeah. round. Really push, really push the book. Be like, I really, really want to read Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, that is actually not that bad. <laughs> I mean, it's the best book in the series, but yeah, you you. You do that, you're going to be the hero of book club. (laughs) And of course, we denounce JK. We denounce her, (laughs) but not the books or the movies or the video game. I'm sorry. We're talking about my childhood. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't pick it up now. I wouldn't buy it now. No. What, we're going to undo all that's already been done? Pirate that shit. Come on. Shoplift it from a Walgreens and make them shut down. Yes. Small business Walgreens. <laughs> um, um, anyways, go to Brook Club and burn a book and then walk yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, pull a jewel and, and spill every time you go over there. Yes. Oh, my God. Actually, that's a really brilliant idea. You ruin a couch and then you're too embarrassed to go back. Yeah. Um, say you can't read. Yeah. You lost. You hit your head. You can't read anymore. Yeah. Say, say that you've been in a, a tragic accident and don't uh, elaborate at all. Anyways, unsubscribe. Um, Email time. Yay. My turn. Hi, Mitra and Joel. Joel and Mitra. Thanks for making me LOL until I cry and or pee every week. Last summer, my cousin got married and I brought out the absolute worst in her. Since then, I've been using the pandemic in school as an excuse not to hang out with her. It's been mostly fine because she's one of those boring people who thinks being married is a personality trait and does nothing else with her life. But recently, she's been messaging me a lot, asking me why we don't spend time together anymore when try- and trying to make plans. I truly am very busy finishing, finishing up the final practicum of my degree, but what? I can make... Practicum? What? Practicum? What? Practicum Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay, keep going. But. <laughs> practicum of my degree, but I could make time for her if I wanted. I'd rather just prioritize nice, interesting people. <laughs> Fucking mean. <laughs> Last weekend she got <laughs> Last weekend she got her mother to try and trick me into meeting up with her. But I have no interest in spending time with her, especially after she told me I was too fat to be her maid of honor. Woof. For context, she made a huge deal of asking me to be the maid of honor after saying this and then changed her mind again days before the ceremony. After I'd spent $400 on a dress I'll never wear again, unfortunately, I still went to the wedding. In retrospect, I realized that despite how close I thought we were over the years, she's been embarrassed of my appearance slash lack of money. Her dad is very wealthy. We once ran into someone she went to school with while out for a walk and she stood in front of me to block me out of the conversation. And at the reception, one of her friends mentioned never meeting me before. And she said it was because I was too quote alternative. Obviously I was mistaken about the death of our relationship, but now that the proverbial rose colored glasses are off, I want nothing to do with her. I just don't know how to tell her that. I'm mostly just dreading having to tell my favorite aunt that her daughter is a massive shit stain. (laughs) Please help. Thank you kindly. P.S. Listening to the pod forced me to realize that I too am bisexual. So thank you for that. I would gladly offer my face as a seat for you both. And then she also attached um, a photo of her and she did look very cute at the wedding. Um, Um, 
Okay, I again, I want to say this podcast does not force anyone to be bisexual. I just want to get that out there. No, force them forcing. to realize. No. To realize. I just want to get out ahead of it. The headlines on Vulture.com. <laughs> Urgent Care Pod forces woman to become bisexual. <laughs> Against her will, of course. Against her will. Locked in a basement. And I want to say that I do force this. Yeah. <laughs> force bisexuality. I love it. That's what. That's the future that liberals want. Um, so I think we have the name already. Practicum Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. That's how you know that I did not finish college. <laughs> um, actually, I... I think I have heard it before, but practicum. Um, yeah, and it, it was something in theater school we had to do. Like we had to be on crew, and we called it practicum. Hmm. Right. But like I, I don't. I mean, is she talking about being on crew? That maybe that. Maybe that is literally it. Oh, maybe like she went to the same college. Maybe she's going to the same school as me. It's like an internship, I guess. Practical application of previously or concurrently studied field or theory. But okay. cum is in the word. Okay. Anyways, yeah. practicum leviosa. We love it. Um, I think you just player this episode of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, verbatim. she should hear how evil she sounds. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I support – I d- definitely support that. And you know what? If you want, we'll we'll figure out a way to get you like the – just this section of it. <laughs> well, you know, we'll an- you should animate a video of this section of the podcast. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I mean, like, hang out with her and just ambush her in the car and just, like, turn on and, this and like, have it queued up to this section and be like, oh, this is my favorite podcast. Oh, my and God. Then, like, They're and playing then, like, my email. She this might is so not. embarrassing. It would be wild if she. No, no, no. Don't even say it's your email. Just play it for her and be like, wow, this person sounds like a real um, C-A-N-T, right? Um, and then she will have to like agree or disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And then this person know. sounds like a really bad cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so there's the answer right there in front of you. I mean, the other thing is you write her a letter, you write her a letter and you, you drop it in her mind box and you, you do an itemized list of all the ways she's wronged you. And I think like you do a couple drafts of that letter. Um, so you are happy with it. A letter yeah. is lovely. I've never yeah. written like a confrontation letter. Mm-hmm. Have you? Um, yeah. Have I ever sent it? No. I mean, yeah. This, I mean, I feel like this is the the draft of the confrontation letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, you the know, only thing the only thing I would take out is calling her a shit stain. That's I would say the, that's the only left turn that I would not have made on this journey. I'll say also a, a catty line of this that I think you should stand by is I would rather prioritize nice, interesting people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because here's the thing. What you say, I think what she's realizing is like people who make marriage their personality eventually run like that. That can only you know, you, you start to run on fumes. I just don't even think that's the real problem. Like, I feel like there are plenty of people who like are obsessed with being married that still aren't mean like true 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 but i'm saying that's why she's reaching out now he's like she's starting to realize Mm. that her life is empty without you i think also though like that happens a lot where like when people belittle or abuse other people in their lives for an extended period of time it is very jarring when all of a sudden that the the abused party decides to establish boundaries or stand up for themselves and Mm -hmm. 
she's not clocking that why that's happening. But I think it's because like you haven't verbalized that to her, which you, you don't have to do. But I think since you love her mom, you should. Um, and it's up to you to decide if you want to give her another shot or give her a chance to apologize or try to make it up to you. But I think, I think since like this person just will be a part of your life, yeah, it will be better for you in the long term to explain why you are brushing her off because you love her aunt. Like if, if there's, it's going to be really hard to keep that relationship with the aunt alive. If you are stonewalling her daughter. Aunt. Okay. Money bags. Aunt. <laughs> Auntie. Fucking rich ass. Rich ass. Um, Aunt. Yeah, because here's the thing. I, I just want to prepare you for this. Um, the I don't know your aunt. I don't know her from Adam. Okay? Likely, unfortunately, it is uh, the good high probability that she will unfortunately take her daughter's side in this, no mm-hmm. matter what you say. And you yes. need to steal yourself for that because that is a likely outcome of this confrontation. And I think like that's what's holding you back and you need to let go of that because you you might not be able to get everything you want. You might not be able to have like a dope relationship with this aunt and also reveal to her that her daughter is a shit stain because a lot of moms don't want to see the shit stain in their own offspring. Yes. And I mean, I think there's a world where, like, your aunt can help you repair the relationship if you want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think that is probably the the end of what you can get. Like, I think it's very unlikely that she's going to be like, yeah, I hate her too. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking sucks. So. Yeah, because likely, I mean, moms are pretty involved in the wedding process. She's probably aware of this behavior already. Maybe. I don't yeah. I mean, I'm sure she like knows about like the maid of honor saga, but like I feel like I don't know. I look, if if she knows about all the things that happened to you on the way to eventually not being this person's maid of honor, then your favorite aunt should not be your favorite aunt anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think um the difficult but better long term thing is having a conversation. Um, but you can also ignore them all forever. Yeah, and I think starting <laughs> with a letter or an email, if you're a little nervous about it, is like a good way to get out all of your f- thoughts and feelings about these situations without like she will interrupt you. You know, like I've watched enough housewives to know like there's no way you're getting all this out in a conversation. With she's her, she's giving out. Dorit. Yeah, she's giving Dorit. Um, and you need to sort of not give her an opportunity to respond until you've gotten all you said your entire piece okay you know what we'll be the andy cohen <laughs> at your reunion yeah <laughs> skype we'll us in yeah skype um, but please 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 send us an update because i'm yes. dying i'm dying to know how this turns out for you <laughs> okay, okay we got a call we have a call we have a, we have a, several calls coming up Ooh. um Okay, exciting. Hi, I'm uh, drunk, uh, which is why I have the courage <laughs> to uh, call in and do this. Um, so I've been in a long-distance relationship with a man in Thailand uh, for six years. We lost our virginities to each other. Um, I'm obviously a queer man. By uh, I'm sure my phone is making me sound way gayer than I am. Yes, but the that's, phone's that's fault. Anyways, um, so I am overweight, he's overweight, um, 
we see each other about once or twice a year, um, but COVID has obviously changed that. I've recently lost like 60 pounds, and um, I, I would be <laughs> lying. Like, uh, I have a good face, I'm not going to lie, uh, but I'm getting attention now that I've never gotten before. And um, again, uh, maybe I didn't say this. I'm 37 now. Uh, I lost my virginity. We lost our virginity to each other. I was 31, so I'm, I'm very late to the game. Um, but I'm getting attention now. Um, I've never gotten before, and, you know, it's like I want to explore that, but I want to honor um, what uh, my partner and I have and what we meant to each other. But I also, gosh, uh, it's so hard. We're literally half the planet away. Um, and I guess, I guess I just maybe want someone to tell me that it's okay to end this thing with a man who taught me that I could be attractive when no one else would see me as attractive. Um, I guess that's it. Uh, I love you guys. Uh, sit on my face, I guess. Although, uh, gosh, also this, like, I don't eat ass well, and, like, everyone does that now, and I feel lost. And also, hey, how about this? Teach me how to like eating ass. Uh, that's it. Love you guys. Uh, sit on my face. Teach me how. Bye. It's something you're born with. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something you're born with. You know, I, it can't be taught. It's like, it's like acting or math. Okay. You either have the ability to do it or you don't. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Let's name this guy. Um, okay. Long distance relationship, late bloomer, mm-hmm. and gaydies. Y'all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Man gaydies. Sorry. Yes. Good. Thank you. It was missing. It was yeah. missing that missing one little extra thing. spice. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, uh, the thing is, is like, it's so interesting to me that you don't even bring up the option of opening things up. Yeah. That and that was, tells me that you just want to break up. I know because like the, the obvious thing to me would be, especially with like a, a sort of indefinite long distance relationship would just be trying that. Like it, of course it's okay to break up. Like you don't actually have to have any reason to break up. You can just mm-hmm. do it. Um, which was, you know, advice my therapist gave me several years ago that I parrot on this podcast over and over and over again. But, but I, but I think you're more like you, all you have to do is acknowledge the great things that your relationship has done for you and that your partner has done for you. Of course you can break up, but you also like to fuck other people. You can still have this long distance relationship. And it's okay. Like, you can try that. Um, as for eating ass, um, you don't have to like it. You don't mm-hmm. have to do it. Nope. Um, but if you don't like it, then I don't want to sit on your face. Yeah. <laughs> it just I, doesn't feel like you're into it. You're, like, already like, talking about it in the past tense. So. Yeah. And it, it sounds like this is all coming from guilt. Like, yes. You don't owe this guy anything. Contrary to what you might believe, 
right now. You do not owe him anything. I think you actually just owe him like a clean breakup. Like yeah. if you're going to do yeah. it, then like if you're calling a podcast and talking about it in the past tense already, then it's time to have the conversation. And if, and I think like he might bring up doing the open thing. So you need to figure out how you feel about that. You don't have to figure it out before you talk, but you should at least like think about it and think really consider that because I do think it's likely impossible that that will come up in that conversation. Yeah. Um, but also you were drunk when you did this call. Um, and that's when the truth comes out, babe. Yeah. That's so, when the truth comes out. <laughs> um, but you maybe talk about it. Um, yeah really soon <laughs> yeah the big takeaway from this is what Mitrick just said which is i think um the only thing you owe this guy is to have this conversation soon to honor the fact that like you you have done a lot for each other and like yeah. that can be true and you can also not want to be with that person anymore mm -hmm. um good luck with your good breakup luck. um okay we're gonna take a little break um and then we have a couple more calls We're back, baby. <laughs> God, it feels good to be 100, 100 years old. Oh, it does feel good. And we look great for 100. <laughs> we do. We do, we do, we do. Um, and we're so good at what we do. We're so good at what we do. Let's play a call and just show these, these fuckers how good we are at our job. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. Um, I need your help. There's this girl in my friend group who we've known since college, and she's really nice and has really good intentions, but whenever we hang out with her, she speaks incessantly for, like, hours in a row, <laughs> and then everyone is just exhausted by the time she leaves, <laughs> and I just notice people distancing themselves, themselves from her, and nobody wants to hang out with her, and... I want to help her because I feel like she doesn't know what she's doing wrong, but she does notice that people are, like, ghosting her, and I'm trying to think what I can do. I thought about just sitting her down and telling her that she needs to let other people talk and just chill the fuck out, um, but I don't know if that's, like, overstepping my bounds with her because I don't really know her that well but like I know what it feels like to be left out and I remember like as a kid it would have been nice if somebody told me why no one was hanging out with me and now I feel like I'm on the other side um <laughs> so any advice welcome um yeah they're my face also I signed up for a pottery class because of you Mitra all right bye Woo! okay um, Hello from the other side. Really good. Thank you. That wasn't the real voice, though. I know. Still well, not. no, we'll know. You'll know. Blasted You'll know. through the wall through the power. You will know. You will know. Okay. Um. Okay. I've so, been paid to sing. You what? I've been paid to sing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been paid. I've been paid a lot of money to sing. Happy for believe. you. You wouldn't believe the amount of money I've been paid to sing. Okay. Let's hear a number. No, not until the live show. Pissing me off. 
<laughs> okay, so Adele, we've got Adele. Um, um Rambler. Um taking up a lot of space. Um hmm. the blob. <laughs> okay, I don't like that. Um <laughs> sort of eating up all the air, suffocation. Um Windbag. Okay, blob doesn't work, but windbag does. <laughs> I think windbag is more of a metaphorical sort of idea, and blob is more of a comment. Okay. Um. What about um? Let's see. Um. What's the um the the flying air balloon that? The Zeppelin? The Zeppelin. Um, What's the one that fell down? Uh, the Hindenburg. Yeah. The, something Hindenburg-y. Herd and her. The Herd and her explosion. Cool. <laughs> we really... The Herd and her, the herd and her disaster. I'm sorry. It's the Herd and her disaster. Let's be clear. That's the Wikipedia um, the okay. her and her disaster. The one that fell down. Okay. Um, great. Um, <laughs> so, Joel, I mean, what would I feel like I wouldn't say anything for someone that you don't know well? Like, see, I was going. The, real, I actually. I went through. I went the opposite direction with this, where I was like, the stakes feel very low. If you're already aren't close with this person and don't really care if they live or die, then go in, honey. Okay? Because, like, what's the worst that can happen? You either change someone's life for the better or they cut you out like the cancer you are. Okay? Um, (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So I think that, like, and it's like, you don't care. You don't care about this person. You are just, like, a genuinely, like, a generally sort of, like, generous person. Um, so you, you want, you don't want to be ghosted cause you're empathetic, you know? Um, mm-hmm. but like, you don't actually care about this person. So just go in, honey, go in. I just feel her. like, like either they're like an incredible narcissist or like, to me, like when someone is like going on and on and taking up so much space, usually they're like, like it's an insecurity thing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I just feel like. If I didn't know someone and they were like, you need to shut the fuck up, <laughs> it would make me feel so bad about myself. Um, Some people and, need to feel bad about themselves. I know, but someone who just talks a lot, like. I would say a big problem with society today is that we swung so far in the other direction that people don't feel bad enough about themselves. I don't know. Uh, I mean, she's clearly- <laughs> <laughs> So. Okay. I, I think maybe like do it in front of everyone. She's talking, talking, talking at the Buffalo Wild Wings, okay? Talking about whatever boring shit she's talking about. And you literally stop and go, let me speak. <laughs> you know what you could do? Um, bring like a little, like a hourglass. And, so, and it's a minute. So every time she starts speaking, she gets one minute. And then she has to be quiet for a minute. And then yeah. she gets a minute. <laughs> you could just give, you know, you should give that to her as a gift. You give her an hourglass and you say, think about what you do a lot. Now use this to do less. Yeah. 
There you go. That's mean. <laughs> or just give it give it to her with no explanation and be like, this is a puzzle. Figure it out. You, you could give her like um, a bunch of lozenges and be like, you probably have a sore throat because you talk so fucking much, bitch. <laughs> yeah. That's her big gift. A gift, even. A gift. Give her a gift of lozenge. Yeah. Um, so Mitra's team don't say anything. I'm team do say something. I'm team um, also nasty little gift. Nasty little gift. Yeah. I'm sort of, I feel like mine is somewhere in the middle. Um, but I, I, I think it's a sort of win-win situation for you. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, like this doesn't affect you at all. Like the only way it will affect you is if you insert yourself in the situation, which Joel is dying for you to do. Yeah. <laughs> And then it will not, it will cease to affect you. Okay. My other question though was like, are people over her because she talks so much or is there something else that you don't know about? That's the and, other thing. And that this I is where we sort of about. circle back around to our advice from last week. You start a group thread without her and you get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Be like, is there more or is it just the talking thing? And if it is just the talking thing, can one of you who's actually inviting her here talk to her? <laughs> you can also do like, um, Okay, so you're on the group thread with all of her friends, mm-hmm. and you say, uh, and it's like, and someone says, it's just the talking. She talks too much, and that's why we don't invite her out anymore. And then you go, okay, but I feel bad, haha, or I feel bad, lol. And that is as much as you need to do. Yeah. I feel bad, lol. And then you've done your duty to this woman. Because really, the people who are better friends with her should be saying this to her. Yeah. They're the ones that are like tight with her and inviting her places. So they're like. I just don't think it's your job, but since you are picking up on it and you do care, you can guilt other people into doing your dirty work, a la yeah. Kyle Richards. I feel bad, LOL. I feel um, bad, LOL. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. We have one more call, and then the 100th episode of the podcast is it's over. complete. Oh, and so then scary. a new epoch begins. <laughs> um, okay. So it's a call. It's a call. Wow. To end on a call where it all began. And I, I picked I, – I thought, you know, we this this is tender and, and gentle to us. This is our world. Hello, Mitra and Joel, Joel and Mitra. Um, I am calling in about a question regarding my incredible girlfriend. So I am 26, and um, my girlfriend and I have been together for just a little over two years. She is – so amazing. I'm realizing that I shouldn't have gotten stoned before I did this. Um, she's so amazing and she is a stand-up comedian and she is like very, very funny and all of her friends are, or most of her really close friends are also stand-up comedians and th- I'm very lucky because they're like actually extremely funny. Um, all of them genuinely. But when we hang out, like all of us, I notice that a lot of the time there's a lot of like them all like riffing and they kind of just like, I feel like they banter and joke so quickly that it can be hard for me to keep up a lot of the time. And then I end up just being really quiet because I like feel so socially awkward, if that makes sense. Um, But like, I really am trying to keep up and I guess I'm just like wondering if you <laughs> essentially am I asking for tips on like how to be funny, but I just like how to like socially interact with a group of comedians, I guess <laughs> is what I mean. Um, because like they're her best friends and I care a lot about her and I want to like do well with her friends, if that makes sense. Um, okay. 
Thank you so much. Uh, sit on my face, both of you, please. Thank you. So polite. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. So. First lady. Um, <laughs> she's the first lady of comedy. Sort of. Um, um, Michelle yes. Obama. Ha <laughs> ha. It makes me. It makes me laugh. <laughs> you fuck up. That's fucked up. <laughs> Michelle Obama. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll, yeah. Yeah. Of course. What else is it going to be? <laughs> it's going to be Michelle Obama. Ha. Um, ha ha. LOL. Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, slash. I, I think it feels appropriate to end our hundredth episode with a two namer. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I do like, although many of my friends are comedy people, I do totally get this and find it very overwhelming. I I don't really like. Okay, here's what I think. You should ask and see if you can maybe like do less like big group hangs. Um. Because I do feel like that's when like comedy people get their most like annoying and performative is like when they're at a table of 10 and they're like trying to kill or something like that yeah. like if you can hang out like like you know if if do like a double date or like a couple of them or something like that but like it might be i think it might be overwhelming because like and this isn't just like a comedian thing it's like you're trying to hang out with 10 friends at once and everyone like i personally am not somebody who like thrives in a big group setting and like if i'm at a big table of people i'm gonna be quiet um and same. very much same and i think like there are people who really kill at a big table and there are people who don't and it's totally fine that you don't and i think you just have to get to know where the like these comedians are freaks and they're losers <laughs> and, um myself included and um a lot of them are very not shy me. joel's very cool i'm as as we, as stated on the podcast boring not cool um and i want i think like Whatever way that you get to get to know normal people, you can do this with comedians too. Like, I think just smaller groups and smaller conversations, like really corner that one friend that you kind of like at the table and ask them deep personal questions or whatever, rather than like focusing on trying to be part of like the one-upping because that is stressful and like can be hard to deal with. So just- And I, I, I guarantee no one's noticing you in those situations they're no because all they're thinking about themselves yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um i i think to, to piggyback off of mitra's advice i also think like doing the smaller hangs and doing that stuff like focus like sort of month by month on one person and then slowly you'll start to develop these very unique relationships with them as individuals and then when you are in the big group settings it'll be much easier because you, you can sort of like lead the charge and be like hey ha ha <laughs> inside joke you know hey yeah. lucy remember that's like when you said that thing yes yes call back their stuff and then yeah. they'll feel they'll be like you're being so funny by referencing the funny thing that i did uh -huh. <laughs> or um one other way to really monopolize the dinner table conversation is to bring up past trauma uh it'll be very hard for them to be funny uh in that moment um so bring up something really really horrible that's happened to you and and take up a lot of space that way um they can, of course, still be riffing, but it will be harder for them. And you'll at least get a couple of minutes of stage time at dinner. Yeah. And, and I just can't stress enough that, like, 
no one um, really notices that you're not saying anything. It's really okay. Your girlfriend loves you and um, her bringing you into these situations is a form of abuse. Uh, and the fact, that, the fact that you are going still um, speaks to how much you love each other. Um, but like it, it is not you, – you do not need to do anything because no one's even noticing. Corner people. You've got to corner people. Fine, That's yes. how to survive. Separate the weakest link. Yes. The person with the least credits at the table. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Separate them out. Separate. Find the person without a podcast. And really get to know them. Because the thing is, is those people, they're not used to talking because they don't have a podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only people with podcasts are really used to talking. So in my experience. Um, of course. Of course. So as always, we're speaking to our own experience. <laughs> yeah. We don't co-sign. We don't co-sign. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Joel? I feel really good about this. I feel really good. And I would like to, uh, with regards to pain, Fadena. Um, Fadena. Our listeners are. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's our We're anniversary. Sticking, sticking by us for 100 episodes. Here's the check, bitch. <laughs> um, thank you, everyone, for making it to 100 with us. Yeah, thank you, Chelsea. You. Thank you, I can't Ryan. believe. I honestly can't believe that we made it to 100 episodes. I can I I can believe that we did it. I can't believe that we were we allowed have an to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> With an audience, yeah. I That's think we're we, we sure desperado, yeah. horrible people. Um, but our gorgeous, gorgeous, kind listeners who all help each other coming back for more, love it. Truly insane. I know. Um, rate and review. Um, call us on the phone. It's a Google. Vo- it's a Google Voice. Um, Joel is like laying down right now. It is three two three 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 four zero three seven one. Email us at urgentcarepod at gmail dot com. I have to pee so bad. I've literally had my dick in a vice grip the last two calls. You could have peed at any time. I know, but I, I was like, I know we're recording a bonus up after this, and I was like, it just seems like a more natural place to pee. It's in okay. between recordings. Um, All right. Anyways. Well, what better way to end our hundredth episode than with Joel sprinting to pee? Uh, thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, July. Thanks, everyone into your wolf. And thank you, especially, Demetra. Thank you, Joel. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.